Oh, oh, hey. Hey, oh no. Jack won't be too impressed with me. He's covered in oil. It's one of those sort of jobs, Jack, where I feel dirty now. Oh, you always do, Dominic. Always go on feeling dirty. Hello, Mike. All right, Dom. What would a burger find attractive about this sort of neighbourhood? Well, I'll tell you what, all these high bushes here are fantastic for the burglar because you can hide behind them, duck in and out, so great area for that. I've spotted his van, and my team tell me he's inside the builder's merchants. We had a date, you stood me up. Listen, don't be in a hurry to go away, mate. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Here goes a cowboy builder for you. After chasing him for so long, I'm gutted. Excuse me, Dom. Can I just say I think you are a gigantic prick? What are we going to be uh, talking about then? Well, are we going to be talking about your vendetta against Dominic Littlewood, consumer oh, champion, please, man of the people? Please. I think Dominic Littlewood, in so many respects, mirrors what's going on in politics today because he had. He did that horrible, despicable fucking show on the BBC called How to Become a Property Millionaire. Do you remember it? Did he do that? I'm sure he did it, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go and see these people. They're becoming really wealthy on the back of buying lots of properties. Yeah. <laughs> and putting laminate flooring in them all. Yeah. The more properties you buy, the more mortgages you can get. The more credit you can get. Oh, isn't it lovely? Isn't it lovely? The more tenants you can abuse, <laughs> exactly. rip off. The more, ten- the more tenants you can abuse, the more black mould you can have on your fucking bathroom. <laughs> it doesn't get dealt with. I'm looking on mm. this website called Champions. It's for yeah. after dinner speakers. Yeah. There's Dominic. Looking yeah, like the... Uh, do you remember that scary Kinder Egg advert? <laughs> he, looks, he looks like Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, look, he looks like Evil Bod. On that. Yeah, Evil Bod. Give me your money, you fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Here's his biog, Dave, on this uh, website. Dominic Littlewood is a television journalist and presenter best known for his commitment to combating consumer affairs issues in series like Cowboy Builders. The no-frills media star is a favourite with viewers due to his straight-talking approach and undeniable knowledge in this field. <laughs> with over two decades of screen experience, paired with his comprehensive insight into trading, service and property, Littlewood makes the ideal speaker for a range of industry occasions. What a tosser. Here we go. We've got some of his... Yes, I'm how I made my property fortune. They are. They are. You were bang on, Dave. And it was really, like, the programme was horrible because it was really sort of saying, you can do it too. We can tread all over some bastards by becoming property millionaires. And we all know now it's been a fucking disaster for, for Britain. Yeah. The whole thing. It's been a disaster. I know. Massive. Disastrous thing. And he was right in the middle of that. Oh, lovely, lovely. Nick's fucking shit on people. And he also did a show prior to that, I think, where he was going around telling people how they could fix up the house to protect themselves against burglars, him and his mate would show how quickly they could burgle their houses. <laughs> so <laughs> That was called Beat the Burglar. Beat the Burglar. Oh, 
I'm a shifty little cunt, me. I'm a shifty little cunt. I can come in your house and turn it over in seconds with my mate from the fucking Nick. Here. Yeah. Well, it was. Oh. Uh, it did feature this uh, reform, so-called reform builder. So yeah. He'd sit in a studio with the homeowners, wouldn't the it? Petrified homeowners. Yeah. <laughs> and he would basically, they'd watch this so-called reformed burglar turn the gaff over. And I mean, and I'm a, honestly, Lee, if you've not seen it, and folks listening, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube because I'm sure it'll be on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Along with the Property Millionaire program, which is vile, right? But if you watch it, it's horrible. It goes in there and he fucking turns their house over. I mean, he. he well, he doesn't do all... it. He doesn't do it. And I did think, Dave, that he was a reformed burglar. But I've not found I any evidence. I thought that too. That. Yeah. I thought Littlewood was a little shifty, fucking dirty little crim who'd come out and managed to wheedle his way into the BBC. Honestly, I thought for years I thought that. But like on this show. Stephen Graham. <laughs> yeah. On this show, uh, I remember seeing one episode where this couple was so annoyed at the way this guy treated their house, just ripping the drawers open and chucking the stuff all over the place, and he nicks their fucking dog. Right. Oh, twat. When they, what when they went to meet him, the homeowner guy he had him up against a wall. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Calm down, mate. It's only a simulation. It's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but doesn't that show you how much work you need to do on your house to make it secure? What you need to do now, mate, is spend at least 15,000 nicker in getting cameras and more things put on your house to protect you against the criminal. The criminal! You need to get rid of that soft dog and buy yourself a couple of Dobermans. You want to get yourself a two-headed fucking Staffordshire Bull Terrier? I know where you can get them. Very nice fella down an alleyway. I remember him just putting the lead on the dog. So he's, he's, he's filled this suitcase, their suitcase that he's found in their house, the cheek of it. He's using their suitcase to rob him. And then he just puts the lead on the dog and walks out of the house. <laughs> Why do you take the dog? Why do you take the dog? It's a pedigree dog. I could get money for that. Value value. Down the pub. I mean, talk about two programs. One that feeds people's greed and the other one that feeds people's paranoia. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you, Dominic Littlewood. You know yeah. what I mean? And the fucking BBC, they should know better, but they don't, do they? They're tawdry. It's a fucking tawdry channel, the BBC. I'm sorry, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your BBC rant again, <laughs> they're, they're They should be better than that, but they're not. They're just not, though, are they? This is the problem. Well, um... Oh. I was thinking it should have been called Beat Up the Burglar, actually, shouldn't it? Instead of Beat yeah. the Burglar. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. And Dom, Dominic hosting it. Well, what we do is we give you a 60-yard start, right? But the homeowners, they've employed Linford Christie. Linford <laughs> baseball, baseball bat. With nails in it. <laughs> and I've got a Micronite plane, and I'll fly above watching the action. <laughs> oh, God, look at his face. Right. Uh, <laughs> the other show he did, the big show, I mean, he has done so much shit that's on, like, daytime TV in the morning. But the other big show he did was Cowboy Builders. With, uh, it was, do you remember that one? Yeah. Channel 5. The format was a bit weird, right, because on the one hand, you'd have Dominic Littlewood investigating 
these dodgy builders were, it were usually called Dean or Wayne or Scott, right? And he'd be lacking, he'd be lacking them up on camping his hairs, seeing how many failed businesses they had, oh, how many CCJs they've got against them. But then on the other side, you'd have Melinda Messenger <laughs> going round local shops, scrounging materials and furniture so they could actually put right the damage the builders had done. Do you remember it? I remember it, Lee. I, honestly, if you could see me at this end, I've got tears in my eyes just thinking about it. I mean, this is the level of shite that Dom has waded through over the years. <laughs> <laughs> but they never actually... It was very unsatisfying because at the end, they track down the builder, usually. But he just scarped, just getting his car and run yeah, off. Get away with it. And then, the, then at the end... <laughs> Of virtually every every episode, it was like we've handed our file to Trading Standards. <laughs> They're not going to do anything. Fucking Trading Standards, the most apathetic department. About it whatsoever. <laughs> They'll just file it away in their oversized cabinet. I remember we had um, we had a lot of fun talking about Dominic's next project, you know, for the BBC. Oh yeah, <laughs> we came up with. With round the U bend, turd in the U bend, turd in the U bend. How can we get some of these turds out of U bending toilets all over Britain? Substandard toilets are being fitted at record <laughs> levels by dodgy builders, <laughs> unqualified plumbers. I am gonna get my hands dirty today. Up the U-Bend. Oh, it would have been a winner. Just looking at some of the other ones he's done. He's done uh, Fake Britain, Dom on the Spot, because he really got into consumer issues, didn't it? And yeah. uh, Saints and Scroungers. But he actually started out as a sort of guest on this show called, what was it called now? It was about faking it. It was called. Yeah, that's not about right, doesn't it? Faking it. Yeah, I think it was a Channel 5 show and they'd get somebody and they'd just get them to, say, become like an acrobat or a, um, a jockey overnight. They'd train them up for like a week. But the one he was on, he was on, he was a car salesman at the time. And that's how he made a living. So, so, they got, <laughs> so they got him to train this guy up to become a dodgy car salesman. And because he had such a winning personality, he started to get TV work, proper work, presenting and stuff. Apparently, he's an absolute expert on Nissan Qashqai's and Dukes. Really? And he writes for Top Gear magazine. Does he really? What is yeah, we've got a Nissan Qashqai, which has been playing up for ages. We might, might, might send him a tweet. See if he you can might have to give Dom a ring. How to turn your Qashqai into a cash cow. <laughs> That's a great idea. But I've never seen him oh, actually do God. like a quiz. I thought he would have been given a daytime quiz by now because every fucking yeah. getting on that, isn't there? You know, you got Grant Mitchell yeah, yeah. Well, doing it. Ross Kemp. Oh, no, I've seen that. <laughs> have you seen Ross Kemp? What is it? Bridge of Lies, is it? Oh, little play on words there from the film Bridge of Spies. And there's just so many shitty game shows, isn't there? And like, Nick Knowles has had one, hasn't he? And he's an awful daytime TV mm. presenter. Dreadful, wannabe rock star. Mick Michelle can't stand him. She said he's he's creepy because his girlfriend's about 27 and he's like oh, her age. It's horrible, isn't it? It's horrible. <laughs> I've, I've seen it, I've seen them together on a TV show. 
Nick, what's that, Nick? Yeah, Nick. <laughs> but I, I thought, talking about one Lothario called Knowles to another, I thought it would be a great TV show, just an imaginary TV show. You know, we we always used to like to invent TV shows, didn't we, Lee? Yeah, so oh, yeah. I was thinking Knowles on Knowles, which is DIY TV and wannabe rock star Lothario, Nick Knowles, talks to snooker Lothario and James Bond wannabe Tony Knowles right, <laughs> about his uh, quite poor career on the Green Bays. That, oh, you know, that's great. I mean, the BBC have done worse. Well, actually, Dave, I've spent the last 10 minutes before we came on air trying to remember some of them that we came up with all them years oh, ago. And uh, I've wrote little descriptions with them. Uh, now, I only did this quickly, so they're not amazing. But one I had for Dominic Littlewood, and I came up with this one a while ago. It was called The Dominator, right? Oh, nice. So it's a sort of a bit of a pun on The Terminator. And the, the description is, a specially commissioned cyberpunk version of Dominic Littlewood takes on the bad builds and scam artists seeking justice oh, yes. for their gullible victims. When it comes to consumer issues, he cannot be bargained with. He cannot be reasoned with. He does not feel pity or remorse, and he absolutely will not stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I love that. I'd love the idea of Dominic Little being in, like, a RoboCop costume as well. <laughs> so just at the end, like an episode of Scooby-Doo, he whip, whips his mask off, and it, it's me, Dominic yeah. Maybe he can actually get justice for these victims by... <laughs> Yes. By machine gun in the builders. True justice. These builders Dominator. are best. He's the only one who can get it, and that's dumb. Go on, hit us with the next one, Lee. What else have you got there? Uh, I've got um, Forage with Farage. <laughs> so, celebrity guests are helicoptered into the dense Amazon jungle to join oh. a starving and irritable Nigel Farage as they try to survive the odds by combing the surrounding area for edible foliage and grubs. Oh, that is brilliant. Or you could also have like a, a posh version of that, Forage with Farage, which could be where Nigel Farage has celebrity guests, usually like posh ones like Jacob Rees-Mogg and his kind of people, you know, wankers, <laughs> and they get a truffle pig and go around a little forest in France finding truffles. <laughs> Where they can, you know, That's eat truffle, truffle yeah. and mushrooms and drink really expensive red wine going on in France, of course. And the irony, of course, waxing lyrical about how great it is that Britain's independent whilst being in France and eating froggy food. And oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> French, French food. I'm saying that with irony, of course. And um, so what programmes can you remember? Well, uh, I can't remember many, to be honest, beyond them. Remember, have you heard? Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, now, if you mean like the ones that we made up, I can remember pretty much all of the ones we made up. Yeah, that's what I'm and talking about. Have you heard? Oh, sorry. I thought you were. we were sort of backtracking there into... Sh Dominic shows. Yeah, real shit TV no, shows. No, no, no. Have you heard, of course, which was genius. And, and I think we have to accredit that. So I think Davis came up with that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, it was, what was the premise? Was it? Oh, it was so good. It was like treasure hunt. Anchorize would cross the home counties of Britain 
taking tip-offs as to where the former Defence and Foreign Secretary Sir Douglas Hurd was hiding. <laughs> In somebody's loft. In somebody's loft. <laughs> Which is absolutely... Just the image of Annika Rice in her shell suit going up these ladders into someone's loft and there's Douglas Hurt perched on the rafters in someone's loft like an owl. (laughs) It's just wonderful. Do you remember Cleases of Nazareth? Oh no, I don't remember that. That sounds that's brilliant. John Cleese and his family fulfil a long-held ambition to visit the Holy Land and follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. With Aled Jones. <laughs> I like the fact he's Cleeses, so it's him and his family, Cleeses of Nazareth. <laughs> it was Aintree Harriet. Oh, oh Aintree Harriet was great, of course. Yeah. It's Ainsley Harriet. Ainsley Harriet. What was it? He invents what? a recipe <laughs> while riding around the Grand National Race Course. Well, I've wrote, I've wrote... Tune in for fun and laughter as the popular chef tackles the intimidating Grand National course on foot. <laughs> on foot, that's right. And Ainsley, of course, in prime form back in the Ready Steady Cook days, where he's like, oh, trying to be funny, oh, trying to be stupid, oh, look at me, over Beaches Brook, oh! <laughs> Love it. I, I, the one that I'm quite ashamed of, but I'm going to say it, I don't, I, I don't care, because I have no shame, really, is I remember coming up with, coming up with, Kane and disabled, which was other than Kane and Abel, other than Kane and Abel, which is Michael Kane. Michael Kane raises money on a massive telephone for people um, to hire a fun bus for people with disability. <laughs> Michael Kane you drives will. the fun bus. That was... <laughs> Michael Kane drives the fun bus along with people like John Conte. <laughs> Lewis Collins. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kane and Disabled, that's one of the best. So I've got some others here, Dave. Um, first one is Little and Large. Oh, yes, Little and Large. Brilliant, forgot about that. Rotund funny man, Eddie Large, Eddie. takes on the challenge of running a cut price supermarket. Oh, Joking aside, is he able to improve sales by utilising his enviable impressions of Deputy Dog and Frank Spencer? Absolutely. Do you know what? That would make a really good TV show. Yeah, you that can see that. Brilliant. Pity Little is dead. No, it's a shame. It wouldn't work now. <laughs> and not to, not to leave Sid out, I've come up with one for Sid called Little and Raj. Oh, I love it. So it's unfunny man, Sid yes, Little, Little, debates the British Empire with disgraced TV psychiatrist Raj Pasode. Oh, will the born-again decorator get the better of the smug plagiarist, or will he just revert to type by being a fucking loser yet again? <laughs> Do you know what, though? There was a show that Sid Little was in, which could really could have been called Little and Raj, because that Marigold Hotel thing... That he was in. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Where he went and they were debating whether they could live in India. Sid rather liked it. Oh, yes, I rather like living in India. It is very nice. (laughs) (laughs) His usual charismatic, effervescent self. Mm, Yes, it's very reasonable to eat out in India. 
<laughs> the producers were going, we need to liven this up here. Yeah. Can anyone go and find a kangaroo? Get, get, for Christ's sake, get Bobby George back on with you. <laughs> oh, we should have had one for Bobby George. Yeah, Bobby George was there. He was going, I stink, Sandy. Where's, <laughs> where's the meat and two veg? All right, Ali, where's the English food? You know, that kind of shit. <laughs> Here's another one, Dave. This one's called How on Earth. Oh, right. Sir Jeffrey. No. It, no? Not Jeffrey Howe, no. Not, ultra Jeff serious, Howe. ultra serious Coco Shunter, Darkest Howe. Darkest Howe. <laughs> travels the globe, discovering its hidden secrets and investigating age-old mysteries, not least the one of how on earth he ever got on the telly in the first place. <laughs> What a uh, crap presenter he was. I'm going to mention a controversial one now, Lee, because I think we both claim this, and it, it almost it was the closest thing we ever came to having an argument, I think. I'm going to mention third-degree burns, which, uh, you know, who can blame us, really? We came up with it at the same time, uh, or whether it was you or whether it was me. It was worth fighting for because it's genius. It's I genius. I think it must have been it? you, Dave. I don't really remember that one. Do you not remember it? Oh, well, God. Remind us the of it. The idea being that... Krypton Factor's Gordon Burns hosts a series of top-level, hard-grilling interviews with top members of society like Sir Desmond Tutu and former Prime Minister John Major, etc., etc. Third-degree Burns. Now, that is fucking amazing, that one. That, that is brilliant. brilliant. How has that not happened? Mm. How has that not happened? Yeah. Gordon oh, Burns. God knows. The next one I've got is Greg's Bakers. Oh, is that right. Tony Greg, the cricketer? No, no. Humpty Dumpty chef Greg Wallace. Greg Wallace. Goes back to basics as he opens a savoury pastry shop in downtown Bolton and teaches younger fenders how to make a pasty. Oh, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. He would have been right in that as well. That would have worked, you know, because he was like, he was a greengrocer, wasn't he, originally? Was it? But, yeah, I don't think he was a chef outright. I think he just loves his food, you know. And he was a, like a millionaire greengrocer. That's how he sort of got in. A millionaire greengrocer? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so, mate. But I can imagine him that, yeah, I'm going to teach some uh, some kids who are on the wrong side of the tracks how to make pasties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I put in that message, the messenger to you about let Dom have it or something? Let me have a look. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's the title. Let Dom have it. So where we get Dominic Littlewood and we just basically, um, it's a bit like go with Noakes. Okay, mm. we challenge Dominic Littlewood to do these outlandish things, like be a steeplejack to the top of a, a chimney. But, you know, like Fred Dibner mm. would do. But not really letting Dominic know that we're actually going to blow that chimney up when he's, when he's up there. <laughs> we'll blow him out of a cannon. Into a net, but so, you know, but you cut a little hole in the net and see what happens. Yeah. I was just going to say we sort of ventured out as well, didn't we? We did these star vehicle ideas for shows, which I thought were very good. Usually for Robson Green, who seems yeah. to have vanished off the face of the earth now, yeah. apart from fishing shows. Wasn't the one called Where in the World? But I can't think who the <laughs> who the pun is. Well, Where in the World might have been something like Pierce Ware. Sir Pierce yeah, Ware. That was it, right. yeah. Right. 
famous author and adventurer finds himself stuck in the Antarctic. It was like that one, Lion in Africa. Ro- what's his name? Ro- what's his name? Roger Valiant. It was the guy from... It was the actor. Julian. Was it? Was no, it Julian? I know what you mean. Nigel. Nigel. Nigel Lavalliant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Lavalliant plays Dr. Philip Lyon, spelt with a Y, okay, Lyon in Africa, who gives up his Harley Street practice to go to Uganda to help and change the lives of starving and near blind little African children. That is a heartbreaker. Co-starring Amanda Redmond. Of course. Yeah. Oh, well, that is, she's that the is... nurse who's already there doing all the hard work when uh, Lion gets there. That is classic Sunday night. That is Sunday that. night. That is a, a beautiful be a idea. There was Hot Tub, of course. <laughs> <laughs> hot Tubs. Hot, hot Tubs was a little bit like, um, you know, um, uh, what's that? Free. Duty, thank you, sir. Oh, I couldn't remember. Perfect. Duty free. So it's about a, a guy who's come into a little bit of money and decided that he's going to give up his job uh, working at the co-op and he's going to set up a business selling hot tubs. Uh, no, no, he's not. I'm talking nonsense. His, his name is Tubbs. His name is Tony Tubbs. It's Clive Tubbs. Of course it's Clive. Who's, who plays Clive Tubbs, Lee? Oh, God. Who are we talking here now? Who is Clive Tubbs? I can see him. Is, is it the guy who played Bunny in El Dorado? <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's called Roger something. He was, before Rod, Jane and Freddy were a thing, it was Rod, Jane and Roger. And he oh, was... And I can picture his face. Yeah. I can picture his face. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think... Well, I'm, it I'm could like, be Bobby George. You could get Bobby George. Bobby George is acting, his mm-hmm. first real acting uh, effort. Paul Shane, back in the day, yeah. you know, struggling so hard to make it again after Heidi High. So he decides to get out of Britain and set up a business on the Costa Brava. Okay. Yeah. Hot tubs. So beautiful <laughs> idea. So another one, Dave. <laughs> George Clark's amazing faces. Oh, well. So, yes, this is solid headed. He does make some amazing faces, that's for sure. He does. Solid headed Geordie architect, George <laughs> Clark, pulls a series of incredibly joyful facial expressions while showering <laughs> new extensions with various superlatives. <laughs> you what see is his what is face when he walks God. into a house. It's amazing. This is incredible. What is so funny about that is whenever he comes on telly and Jackie can see that I'm about to say something, it's like she's got ESP. She goes, I know that Lee doesn't like George Clark. (laughs) (laughs) I remember we had this discussion. You said that you thought he was all right. And it made me think again, to be honest. He is is all right. But I remember the first show we ever did, Dave, I think it was on Channel 4. Channel 5 or Channel 4. And he would basically make people mortgage, remortgage the houses up to the hilt so he could do his own vanity projects oh, yeah. on, their, on their houses. Oh, yeah. We start off like, what's your budget? Oh, I've got 40 grand. And then he'd be coming back and he'd be 
he'd be wearing them down and going, oh no, I think if you if you could chuck another ten grand in, you'd get this and get that, and I don't really think yeah. I can do it for that. And he'd end up doubling their budget and leaving him Absolutely. with a huge mortgage. I think you were right first time, Lee. I think you were, and I'd come round to that way of thinking. I mean, I remember the first time that I said that, you gave me a look as if to say, oh, we might not be friends for much longer <laughs> because I have your hatred of George Clark. But I, I don't I, hate, I, honestly. I've grown to feel, you know, and I think I think uh, Jackie has too. We've we've seen a couple of his shows recently and gone. He's so smug. He is. He is so smug, you know. And he's oh 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 so lovely here. <laughs> he's that latest one where he's he's basically dolled up a static caravan to look, you know. Yes. It's yeah. like a, he spent about a hundred grand on the interior of a static caravan, basically. For yes, I saw kids. that one. Yeah. For my estranged kids. I only see twice a year. <laughs> that is so right. He has split up from his missus, doesn't he? Take your fucking shoes off. Take your fucking shoes off before you come in here. That's what Spent happened. Spent hundred grand on this bastard. Yeah, that's when the cameras aren't there. That's what happens. There's a tent. Put that tent up. You're not coming in here. Oh, I love, <laughs> love him. Love him. I love, I love the one he did on sheds because I'm really into sheds. I love all. I love the show. I love the concept of the show. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It just but makes he's not the feel... talented one on it, is it? It's that other guy, yeah. Will. Is it Will who? The is... little beardy fella. Yeah, the he's beardy good. fella who makes everything. He's like his gangster, isn't he? He's like, he mm. will make me something out of this. Do it. You know, it's like and it looming over him, big old George looming <laughs> over little Will. Make me a helicopter out of yeah. wood. That's it. I want you to make me a helicopter out of some twigs, okay? Some twigs, some bracken, and an old lawnmower petrol engine. You're going to do that for me, aren't you, Will? Oh, man. It's a good show. i tell you what, though. The one that Gareth used to like so much, he gets on me fucking wit. The tough guy about the architecture. Oh, yeah, Kevin MacLeod. It's this kind of overarching middle class kind of thing yeah. that and you'd always like how the fuck can they afford that i know i know this, and it's this jealousy that you that you have you're still so inadequate don't you I, two I people do. living in this massive eight-bedroomed house with the I know. biggest kitchen I know. I've those escape oh, to the country shows and stuff like that as well where you get these horrible really tawdry people and they go we've only got a budget of 425,000 so yeah. we're, we're looking for somewhere in the Cotswolds you know it's a very very good safe Tory seat and there's no black people there so we'd like to be there you know I don't <laughs> mind you being black as the presenter but yeah. I don't want you living next door to me yeah I know they always uh, have it, it, it begs belief doesn't it it's like, was it location, 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 where it would be virtually the same brief every week where this awful couple wanted um, a house in the country, but with enough money left over for a crash pad in London. Oh, my You know, God. for the, the squat who works in the city. And they'd always have some long-haired lolling kid around called Prometheus or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just be fucking about looking bored. Oh, my God. Often they would actually have their maid, wouldn't they? They need some room for a maid or the nanny. Yeah. Or the nanny. 
we really need to frequent a few wine bars. So we have to have a nanny, in-house nanny, to look after the children, which we don't really want, you know. We just thought it was a good idea at the time. Yeah, it was a tax we break. We want to just tax break, indeed, tax <laughs> break. We get money off the government, even though we don't need it at all. It's so oh. of its time, though. I mean, those shows really sprang up in the 2000s, didn't they? And it was yeah. all about these new up-and-coming towns that had coffee shop culture yeah yeah and all that sort of bollocks it's disgusting uh, they'd be so fussy wouldn't they oh, we, we think we can hear the motorway from here <laughs> you know that's the motorway's like 10 miles away but they can just sense it and do you know the one the ones i really i really despise really really despise and they're not even on the bbc is kirsty all fucking sop tory witch right <laughs> and, and and Nigella, mm, just wait, I just love to get to the fridge at night before I go to bed and have a massive shit because of all the food I've eaten all day. Lawson. This idea that she was somehow sexy. All I'd see is the face of her father, you know. Yeah. And, and he got, died God, recently. He's just died. Yeah. yeah. I mean, God, he was probably sexier now than when he was alive. Horrible mm. fucking disgusting old man yeah, i remember she, her talking about how proud she would be pig. to wear a fur coat blowing what over her shoulders is that what she said he was on the one show when she said it in the guest she needs you fucking joking the bitch needs burying with her dad i tell you fuck off she really does <laughs> say something like that the world's fucked as it enough as it is mm. she's a horror they are they're all horrors and we just accept all oh, the lovely tv personalities we're so accepting, aren't we? I know I'm going to go on money with bloody tirades now, but we're so accepting of these fucking people that they let on TV, and they're all horrible. Yeah. 90% of them are horrible. And they're all connected. They're all yeah. fucking connected. Look at Old Sop, Tory, horrible private school Tory cow, right? And fucking Lawson. That says it all. Lawson. Her dad mm. was the fucking mm. Chancellor of Exchequer. Scurrilous fucking Tory, you know? Yeah. It's it's full of it. Portillo doing his railway show. Have we forgotten what an absolute horror he was in government? <laughs> there he is with his red trousers and everyone thinks, oh, isn't he an eccentric? Isn't he lovely? He loves his trains. I'd love to fucking run a train over him. <laughs> oh, lovely countryside. Oh, it's lovely. But then when you step away from it, I think, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. They're employing Portillo. It's bloody awful. And that, that little scoundrel who let all these people die in care homes of COVID, he'll get his own fucking TV show. He'll probably have a quiz show. Who, Matt Hancock? Yeah, probably probably called How Many Died. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll have, we'll have Hello, to come up with a show Hancock. for him. Welcome to How Many Died. Hancock and Bull story or something. Hancock and Bull. Welcome to Hancock and Bull. This is a lovely show where I will tell you a tale, you tell me if it's true or false. It's you, Matt. It's all false. Actually, bloody good idea for a show, that. We should try and sell that to the BBC, Lee. Hancock and Bull. That is fucking brilliant. I wouldn't be surprised if he did turn up on Would I Lie to You. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's perfect. He will. Uh, Right, have have we got any more TV shows, Dave? Actually, we've gone off the Dom subject. We've gone off the Dom. We've gone off the Dom. Remember him on... uh, on Strictly. Uh, vaguely, yeah. He was terrible, wasn't he? As Greg Wallace was as well. He was terrible yeah. on Strictly. Was it? Or maybe it was Greg. 
and it wasn't Dom. They looked very similar. I remember him in the outfit, and the big collar really emphasised the fact that he's got no neck whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. But I can't. I don't remember him dancing much. I remember both him and Greg Wallace having very poor coordination, which surprised. I thought they might. I thought Dominic might have had quite good coordination for some reason. Mm. Certainly got low centre of gravity. They both have, but not very good. Very poor dancers. Very poor. So that's all I can remember vaguely. But uh, again, that is a show now that I have abandoned completely. I do not uh, don't know much anymore. Yes, uh, I enjoyed it for a while, but uh, of course now there again, there's all these spin-off shows that they're doing, aren't they? Now, you know, like Anton and Bruno go to Italy or something. And I saw one the other day, Amanda, that horror who used to go out with Paul Les Dennis. Paul Les, what was he doing with her? Amanda Holden. Holden. Yeah, Holden. Yeah, literally, Amanda Holden. Hold his testicles while she bloody drained his money out of his bank account, the horror. Yeah, it's all about driving about, isn't it? Road trips. It's all about shitty little middle-class aspirational ideas, aiming it at people they think are going to be interested. All this kind of semi-retarded fucking middle-class moron probably likes Alan Carr and Amanda Holden. So we'll have them doing up a house in Italy that they've bought for £1, but they spend about £150,000 on it and turn it into a palace, because you can in Italy, because you can exploit it, even though we've gone through Brexit, you know what I mean? Which (laughs) is just... It's the whole. Oh God, it's mind blowing. I remember hearing a story. You know how uh, Amanda Holden did the dirty on Les with Neil Morrissey. Ugh. I mean, talking about Dennis. a man with topsoil under his fingernails. There, Neil Morrissey. Dirt. Yeah. Well, apparently they did. They went for an audition, the same acting audition. So they found themselves in the same waiting room. Oh, waiting. how awful! And. Yeah, it was extremely awkward. I can't remember exactly what was said between them, but I think they both sort of acknowledged each other and the fact that Amanda had fucked them both over. Oh, so they just said, yeah, she's a, she's a horror. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know yeah, if it was explicitly sorry, said like that, but I think they sort of bonded a little bit. I'll tell you what, though, they're both their careers dipped, didn't they? They've just sort of vanished for a bit. Les has sort of come back quite strong, and I think Morrissey's been doing all right recently in different roles, but she's gone from strength to strength, the Black Widow. (laughs) (laughs) That's the ego of the celebrity, isn't it? They think, yeah, this woman's with me because she actually loves me. No, Les, no, No. she isn't. She's using you as a stepping stone. Indeed, indeed, Mm. indeed. But this is it, this is it. I mean, unfortunately, the world of celebrity is just... Filled with vanity and ego, I'm afraid. And they are. But the thing is, it is quite remarkable how many truly dreadful television shows have been commissioned by these main TV channels. You know, forget this side channel. In a way, it's understandable if you've got people like Blaze TV and Quest and all that putting on a load of shite. That's understandable. But, I mean, some of the dross that the BBC have tried to churn out it's cheap it's poor in it really yeah. poor i mean i kind of almost like the honesty of was it car boot challenge or something i mean that's a little bit that i get that i kind of get it, even like bargain hunt i get i understand that 
to some degree, Home's Under the Hammer. I mean, yeah, Home's Under the Hammer's not bad, really, isn't it? Because at least people are getting hold of wrecks and doing them up and all that. And but there's still, yeah, like still a bit grand. of bite. It's a bit of a buy to let and get rich quick thing, though, isn't it? I mean, it's not the same as the Littlewood show. That would be a profit millionaire. Do you not think, though, Dominic Littlewood is quite disappointed that he just keeps getting offered these crappy 9.30 in the morning shows about consumer rights and things like that? Because he's done another one, hasn't he, called Saints and and Scrangers, which is about highlighting some deserving people that are getting benefits, right, because they're ill and they can't work. But on the other side, you've got these Scrangers... That are taking the country for a ride. It fucking makes me sick. How about they get Dominic Littlewood to, to get, Dominic Littlewood takes on the one percent and yeah. looks at all the fucking tax breaks that these bastard multi-billionaires whose wealth has grown and grown and grown and grown in the last ten mm. years, irrespective of the dis- disaster that Brexit's had on Britain and all the other things have had on Britain. These Super rich bastards keep getting richer and richer and richer, but now we'll send little working class Dominic Littlewood to shit on the little man because he's scrounged a little bit off the state. <laughs> this is the problem, isn't it? You know, why yeah. don't we try and target the real problem, BBC? Mm. Oh, God, it's hilarious. But Dominic will always be doing those shows, Lee. And the reason why well, that's what I mean, I think. He feels he's, mm. he's, you know, he should be doing better things. You know, he started off, um, you know, he's got talents. He knows things. He he's, he knows a lot about cars and stuff. He wants that Freddie Flintoff job on Top Gear, he doesn't he? Well, he might want that, but Freddie, Freddie see the problem there. You know, Freddie. To be fair, he's more qualified than Freddie Flintoff and the other guy to talk about well. cars. Freddie Flintoff, though, is a national hero, right? A yeah. sporting hero. It's undoubtable, right, that. It's like... Right. If ben Paddy Stokes McGuinness, is, then. Yeah. Dominic Littlewood is a little bit dirty, a little bit seedy, down at the bottom. And I think with Dominic Littlewood, he's like, oh, I've got into the BBC. He's like that Frost Report sketch. I know my place. He's middle class and I'm working class. And I look up to him, but he looks up... The middle class guy looks up to the director general at the BBC and the director general of the BBC looks down on all of them. All right. So that's a different perspective, which, uh, you know, you could well be <laughs> right, Dave. Maybe he's happy wallowing in the shit show well, programme that he does. Do you know what I think? He's, he's, at least he's, it's a paying gig. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's a very good paying gig, Lee. It's a really yeah. good paying gig. It's a, it's a lot better than selling a few old used Rovers on a rainy Thursday afternoon like he used to. Or a Nissan, you know, whatever. You know, now he's on telly, gets paid nice, gets free lunch. But yeah. I bet his dream job is to go and work, go and work for GB TV, GB News, or that <laughs> lovely right wing press where I can, <laughs> I can shop some scrounges on GB News, you know, <laughs> along with Farage. I think uh, Andrew fucking Neil, yeah. I think there's got to be a show featuring <laughs> former. Shot putter and world's strongest man, Jeffrey Capes. Oh, Capes Capes? Capes Capers. Capes Capers. Wasn't the one where Jeff Capes had a shop that sold capes? Yeah, no, I think that was in Viz, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Capes. Yeah, that obviously. Actually, that is a Viz, I'm sure of it. Do you know what, though, Lee? Jeff's you, you nailed it the first time. <laughs> Jeff's Capers. 
So it would be like it would be like you've been framed, where <laughs> Jeff Case comes on and he goes, anyway, everyone thinks that washing their car is an easy job, but look at this lot. <laughs> and then he just shows loads of clips of people falling over their uh, hose pipe while they're washing the car or reversing into a garden gnome and, you know. Brilliant. I wanted to do one for Richard Maidley, but I couldn't think of one. <laughs> Maidley in Taiwan May- or something May- like yeah. that. Maidley in Britain. <laughs> hi, hi, Richard here. Yeah, this is a show about me travelling around Britain, seeing some of the most amazing things that have made me and the British people great. Yeah. What about... <laughs> Tarrant's tenants, where Chris Tarrant takes you around with many japes, the different tenants that he's got in the Bradford area. <laughs> yeah, he's bought a house, he's <laughs> renting out a house of multiple occupation. <laughs> exactly. Come on, just open the door, Mr. Patel. Come on. Yeah, we've got to do the boiler check. Just fuck off with your cameras, will you, Tarrant? Um, I've just thought of another one, Dave. You could have uh, Dominic's Little Wood, pint-sized consumer expert, visits the San Antonio Valley in California to try his hand as a male porn star. Oh, yes. He'd love that. He would fair. love it. Contrary to the size of me, I've got a huge penis. <laughs> well, it's called Little Wood. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you could have him... Running his own little wood, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Featuring elves and pixies <laughs> and gnomes. Well, it could be Dominic's little wood, as in a really nice nature show where he's trying to really bring back nature into a certain area. Yeah. Do a bit of good from all his from all his vandalism of people's houses when when he's had his crook mate go around smashing people's houses up. Now he does something, puts something back into the community, building a little wood. Absolutely. Or yeah. Dominic. At Little Woods. So Little Woods, <laughs> the. Don't they do like spot the ball and a lottery thing? Are they still going, Little Woods? I don't know. Dominic <laughs> Little Do the pools. Yeah. Dominic Littlewood goes in to um, try and s- save Little Woods. Yeah, from the new clutches ideas. of Mike Ashley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, <laughs> big giant Mike Ashley. Giant, yeah, Mike Ashley, doesn't it? Dom's Tom's. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Littlewood <laughs> becomes a pimp. A pimp, Dom's Tom's. How much money have you made for me tonight? You've only made me £75. It's a lovely evening. There's lots of fellas on the street. Anyway, we've just got that last punter in. He wants to sue you under the Sale of Goods and Services Act of 1972. Yeah. Yeah. He paid you for a blowjob and you gave him hand relief. It was not <laughs> as described or of satisfactory <laughs> quality. Uh, whoa, what about this? What about Dominic Littlewood goes into acting, right? TV series where he plays a diminutive drug dealer, okay? What do they call it? A mule. He plays yeah. a drug mule taking grade A cocaine from Cuba right, from the bleak streets of Cuba to uh, the south of London. Dominic's character is called Tony Heels. So the programme is called Cuban Heels. Right? <laughs> and the irony, of course, is that 
he hides a lot of his drugs in his Cuban heels because <laughs> he's so little. Yeah. So he'd be expected to wear them and would not arouse suspicion. Yeah, and you can just see him in his like Carlitos way jacket and shades. Oh, fantastic. We should be his agent. We're coming we up with be. some amazing shows for him. Sending these ideas to him. Yeah, I could add it on when I'm when I'm, when I'm tweeting him about the cash guy. I could add these on. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Another, another show I've uh, I thought of Dave, and uh, this yeah. actually mirrors the job that this person now does, Dave. Right. Yeah. The title of the show is Neville makes work for idle hands. Neville. Right. Now, do you know which Neville I'm referring to? Uh, could it possibly be Phil Neville? No. Is it um, Neville Neville? He's passed away. He can't be Neville. <laughs> <No. laughs> it is related to football. Is it not the other Neville? The um, the other... What's his name? I can't remember his name now. Gary Neville. The really good one who played for England loads of times. Gary Neville. The Gary really Neville, good that's one. his name. Is <laughs> it about Gary Neville? No, it's Neville Southall. Oh, now you're talking. The Everton right. God. It's huge, yeah. isn't he? It's He's huge. massive now, yeah. So I mean, Nev- he's, Neville he's saved more work. goals now because he'd fill the goal. He <laughs> did. He'd be a good goalie, yeah. yeah. So Neville makes work for idle hands. Former flying potato goalie, yeah. Neville Southall, forces youths who are not in work or education to become useful assets to the local communities. Oh, I love but it. that's what he does. He works with neats, which are not in ed- not in employment or education. Oh my god! So that would work, wouldn't it? You could see that. And do you know what? Bargain hunt. That would be brilliant because that would like be very similar to that Steven Seagal show where he's a cop. Have you seen that? <laughs> I've not seen that. Oh mate, it's hilarious. Steven Seagal, big fat fucking breathless Steven Seagal. With his it's like, system, it's like it's air like, system. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's like running. He's the sheriff of this town, and it's like a docu series. It's not like a film. He taught them how to do taekwondo, whatever the fuck it is he does, right? A few years ago, and they've asked they've asked him to come and be like acting sheriff for a bit, and they took the cameras around. It's hilarious. What <laughs> channels this on? We need to go in there. We need to go, and of course, it's like we need to activate Operation Human Shield. So you guys go in ahead of me. <laughs> I'm too big a target. <laughs> you guys, I'm way too big a target. You guys go in ahead of me, and I'll be here with the walkie-talkie, guiding you all the way, boys. That is such a bullshit artist. Um, uh, Neville Southall could be doing that on the mean, bitter streets of Clandidno, where he's from. Uh, which right. Neville, amazingly, considering he's from Clandidno, calls Landudno. Which blows my mind. He's a, he's a very born strange man, isn't it? Neville very Sapo. strange man. He's born and bred in Clandidno, and he calls it Landudno. Like I remember reading Joe Royal's autobiography, and he said when he was uh, he was Everton manager, he said he found him really odd. Like, yeah. really fucking mentally ill, odd. He's a fucking ball, quite literally. Yeah. Well, do you remember? Do you remember when he was Wales manager for a little bit? Oh God! <laughs> and he's <laughs> he's there. All in black because he was caretaker manager for like two games or summer or one game, and he's screaming <laughs> at the players, isn't he? Screaming out like a madman running up and down the touchline. Mm. It's like he's not manager material. Terrible, Just terrible a fat bastard. It, 
expounding on the idea of TV shows, invented TV shows, I was thinking the other day that uh, a great TV show could be Tull on the Pull, right? <laughs> Where crazy flautist Ian Anderson, along with his Jethro Tull pal, virtuoso guitarist Martin Barr, go around clubs in London showing off their prowess in chatting up women, right? <laughs> Different bars and clubs in London, Tokyo and Bangkok. Well, it could be Tull on the Pull in Hull. <laughs> Tull on the Pull in Hull. In, that is, you know something, that's even better. That, that really works for me. Hi, I'm Ian Anderson. Have you ever seen a, a man playing his flute? Have you? Have you, ladies? He is funny. Right, I've got another Greg Wallace for you, Dave. Go on. Right, this one's called Wallace and Vomit. <laughs> Greg joins the cast of Geordie Shore on a night out doing the tune. <laughs> Getting absolutely smashed. I could just see that as well. Trying to get down with the kids. Greg, you know, yeah. this middle-aged, bald, middle-aged man, trying to get in with the kids, or desperately fumbling about trying to get it on with some girl, like 20 years <laughs> younger than him. Yeah. Playing, playing it with loads of drinks, because I bet he's a dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Critiquing the kebabs. Yeah. You don't want the Donna. Donna meets flavour. Where's the flavour? If you're going to have a Donna, you've got to have lots of salad with it, lots of chilli sauce. Lots of like garlic sauce as well for flavour. Horrible little. Right, uh, I did think of one for his partner John Tarode. Uh, I've not really fleshed it out, but the title is Tarode in the Hole. I was just gonna say that Tarode in the <laughs> Hole. <laughs> so it could be he uh, he joins the SAS for manoeuvres and ends up uh, spending forty eight hours in a, in a foxhole. <laughs> oh, it could just be another cook. Co- it could just be another cooking show where he he travels Britain to have the best toad in the hole. Toad in the hole. Just, I had a really shit one. I'm going to tell you now, a really shit one. It doesn't kind of work. Doesn't quite work. But during the whole, you know, Dominic Raab getting sacked business. Yeah. I was thinking of play on words for Dominic Raab, and it's just shit as well. Run, rabbit, run. Where? <laughs> it's so bad. Where basically, I'm surprised that wasn't a headline, actually. I know. I know. One exactly. of the tabloids. And what it is, is that SAS snipers give uh, Dominic Raab a 40-yard head start to get, to get away from them. <laughs> and it's basically, see, uh, and the prize you know, goes to the sniper who can get him first. Obviously, as Rob screaming runs for cover in uh, Moorland in the Highlands of Scotland, you know, <laughs> shitting himself, literally soiling oh, his fucking bullying pants. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The fucking cum. <laughs> That's described in the Radio Times. <laughs> SAS hunt the fucking cunt. <laughs> right, here's one, Dave. Keep the wolf from the door. I like that. Right. I mean, I'm liking this. Go on. Is that former... Professor Heinz Wolf? <laughs> Not Heinz Wolf, no. <laughs> former gladiator Wolf <laughs> right. joins the bailiffs from hit TV show Can't Pay and Take It Away. <laughs> I like that. As he tries to gain lawful entry by huffing and puffing 
and using one of those massive cotton buds as a makeshift crowbar. <laughs> I love it. You can <laughs> see that. I reckon Make that could help. be his career. You know, you know, he's got a bit of a uh, bit of beef on him. Yeah. Bit of a menacing look. He would make a good um, bondsman, wouldn't he, or a, what do they call him? Well, they call the enforcement officers now. They used to be called bailiffs. <laughs> or, 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 you know, the, I think the correct official term, Ali, is cunts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we always knew Wolf would make a good cunt. I mean, um, bailiff. I've got another one for him, Dave. He's, sure. he's hot property at the moment. This one's called Wolf in Cheap Clothing. Wolf in Cheap. Oh, my God. That is brilliant. Where Wolf goes around Primark, oh, charity shops. Well, the description I've got is, balding bodybuilder Wolf resumes heavy steroid use as he races to get back in shape to take the catwalk, launching a new range of Primark gym wear. Can the lycan throw in Lycra pull it off, or will he <laughs> overdo the anabolics and unconvincingly threaten members of the audience? <laughs> I love it. I like the lycanthrope in Lycra. That's fabulous. <laughs> I was that, quite happy with that one. Why is that not on Quest right now? Yeah. Right now, that should be on Quest. What is or that? Blaze. Blaze. That should be on yeah. Blaze TV today. Uh, here's one for you. What about this? Two cars behind bars. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jimmy and Alan Carr are sent to a high-security prison to find out what it's like to be locked up with the hard boys. <laughs> don't drop the soap alan actually alan drop the soap you'll like it be careful jimmy oh brilliant brilliant which one squeals first my money's on jimmy i think jimmy's a horrible little squealer the tax avoiding bastard red lorry yellow lorry <laughs> right tv comic turns serious actor and blues man hugh lorry visits oh, his gp and he's diagnosed with high blood pressure and jaundice <laughs> very good how about this how about this right small balls close calls okay <laughs> former england no-necked cricketer gladstone small and former labor minister ed balls host together a show about near misses on motorways, speedboats, planes, etc. Small balls, oh, close calls. That's amazing, Dave. <laughs> I love that one. Do you remember? You may remember in the 80s, Gladstone Small. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, definitely do. The black lad with no neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A bit like that, that Doctor Who character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Saraton or something? Something like that. Yeah. No fucking, just a head and shoulders. Not the shampoo, just a head and shoulders. <laughs> right, I think I've only got one left, Dave. Go on, sir. Crouch Potato. Oh, I love it. Former footballer turned mediocre podcaster Peter Crouch annoys his wife by binge-watching documentaries on farming and the Irish potato famine while <laughs> stuffing his face with crisps, Pringles and other potato-based snacks. <laughs> Fantastic. He's done some shite shows, hasn't he, Peter Crouch? So. No, he's done some shockers. I was thinking of a shite show, but without a celebrity. Although, you know, he could attach some celebrities to it. I was thinking that fat lass from Emmerdale, you know, the really fat one. Oh, Mandy Dingle. Mandy Dingle. Or someone like the uh, astrologer fella, Russell Grant. Yeah. Right? So the show is called 
top lies for big pies. Okay, so <laughs> obese, really fat, obese people, the ones that can tell the best and biggest lies and most convincing win enormous pies at the end of the show. And then they have they will get a year supply of pies if they can eat the whole pie, whether it be steak and kidney, lemon <laughs> meringue, apple, sweet or savoury, doesn't matter, you know. As they can manage to eat a whole one of these, uh, these enormous pies, they will get a year supply of said pies um, if they can eat it within a within a three minute um, boundary. You know, love it, love it. Yeah. So you know, you, you get a mix of like man versus food as well as a bit of sort of jaunty kind of like hidden camera bullshit. You know, <laughs> so, something like that going on. You know, like. Some big fat lass is out in a car park and making out that some fella's run off with a purse and could she borrow a, a tenner so she can get home and see how convincing she is. You know, it's all done there and and you might have unconvincing, you know, normal citizens saying, oh, can't you just walk home? Uh, maybe not. You're very fat. <laughs> yeah, Gemma Collins would be in that, wouldn't she? Gemma, Gemma Collins, yes. She'd be absolutely, she'd be perfect. A new ITV2 vehicle. Uh, exactly. Uh, ITV2, ITV4. Maybe, well, no, not necessarily. No, it's ITV4. Snooker. Reserve for John Thor. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. ITV4. 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 That was a great idea, that, Dave. A great idea. See, they should change that, shouldn't they? They should rebrand ITV4 to ITV4. And it should just be rerun to the Sweeney and Morse and maybe it allows a little bit of Lewis in there as homage to yeah Cavana QC Cavana QC of course home to roost <laughs> let's not forget the, home to roost. probably his finest hour Lee let's be honest possibly his <laughs> finest hour what was his name in that Henry Fellows Willows Henry Willows what are you doing here why are you here <laughs> With pod favourite Reese Dinsdale, of course. I love it. I mean, Reese Dinsdale. Wow. What he doesn't know about acting. <laughs> well, what, what he doesn't know about acting. Well, funnily enough, I was thinking of watching Threads again this weekend, which he's in, of course. Yes, he is. Mm. But I really did, really did enjoy ID, I have to say. It's, yeah. very, it's very melodramatic in places, I think. It's a bit over, you know, overwrought. But it's it's kind of a good, it's pretty tough, you know, hooligan film. Yeah. I watched a um, a YouTube rating of the top ten hooligan films of all time, <laughs> and it got number two on the chart. It was it was higher than the firm, which surprised me. The it was um, really the Gary Oldman firm. The Gary Oldman. Yeah. yeah. What was number one? What was number one? Was it uh, the firm remake or? It might have been the firm or remake, you know. Away Days or something with Danny Dyer. I think it was Green Street. Yeah, I've not seen that. I've not seen that. I don't That's really... That's the one with The Hobbit in it, isn't it? Yeah. Lord yeah. of the Rings. <laughs> Gollum or whoever the fuck he... What's yeah. his name? Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo, yeah. That's what. But I think, just to finish, Dave, because it is getting a bit a little bit late, there is, there is another one I had about Wolf... Go on, you're saving the best of last year. I know you're wolf, right? <clears throat> so instead of wolf in cheap clothing, yeah. wolf in Sikhs clothing, where wolf <laughs> converts to Hinduism. <laughs> I like it. 
<laughs> Trying to get a turban on his big receding head. <laughs> you can have another one. Keep the wool from the door. So yeah. <laughs> I've done that one. That's about the bailiff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I do apologise. We're talking about the partridge keep the wolf from the door. Yeah, I was just having this idea of him being <laughs> stuck to a door and you've got to pull him tight. Oh, I thought you were know, talking I... about him. Wolf suffers from premature ejaculation. So he needs to keep the wolf from the door. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I was thinking physically, you know, literally, an actual literal thing where he's stuck to a door. And you've got a you've got a team of three. It's a bit like bargain hunt. So there's a team of two people. They've got to figure out a way of getting Wolf off the door, <laughs> or not on the door in the first place. Maybe he's he's trying to get stuck on the door. That's <laughs> but you're, his aim. You're, 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 your original one about the bailiffs. You're quite right. Keep the wolf from the door. Oh, there's, there could be. I, I don't know why I lost track of the title. Sorry, Dave. It's sorry. genius. No, no, don't apologize. It's geniusly. Genius. <laughs> Oh, Wolf, man. Wolf is perfect. Amazing guy. Mike Van Wick. Is that his real name? Yeah. Mike I wonder what he's up to now, apart from being in Panto. I wonder what, I wonder what he does now. I think yeah. he lives in a log cabin somewhere in the woods. Being <laughs> a wolf. Oh! Owls at the moon at night. Oh, Mike Van Wick merchandise. Oh, hello. <laughs> Wicked apparel. That's <laughs> <laughs> called. Wicked Apparel, W-I-C-K-E-D. Yeah, it's the new range from Primark, yeah, Wicked Apparel. <laughs> what about a TV show called Windsor Davis, where former six-times world snooker champion Steve Davis looks back at the history of the Windsor family and how they changed the name from Saxe-Coburg and became the most successful British family ruling this country. But with an expert, expert, interesting eye, Mr. Davis tells us the facts over mm. five parts. I Excellent. can see that. That I can see that on Quest. Oh, here we go. Guess what fucking Wolf's selling, Dave? What's he selling? He's selling <laughs> supplements or fucking <laughs> steroids. Oh. Or a wanker. Where's his wicked apparel, though? I want to see his clothing. Oh, here we go. Hoodies. Maybe, maybe he sells uh, soiled ex gladiator underpants to <laughs> desperate women for hundreds of pounds on the internet, on the dark web. That's you know, interesting. He's got like quite a high hairline, hasn't he? It's like yeah. fuzzy. <laughs> he was so funny on gladiators, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, no one was scared of him. He was rubbish. He was Hang on, this isn't the same fucking wolf, this. This bike Van Wick. Who's selling the supplements? How can there be two bodybuilders called Mike Van Wick? That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll probably find he's dead of a heart attack. <laughs> Imagine if Wolf is dead. There must be loads we can do on Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> he says that. he's still alive. He's age 70, Dave. He's 70. And he was born in Mumbai. Was he really? It was an Indian. Yeah, he did. He just, he just sort of have a bit um, of an Indian. Yep, foreigner, eh? Knew it. <laughs> Van Wick used to run a gym in Hayes in Bromley, originally called Matrix, and later Bulls <laughs> Fitness Centre. 
This is a joke, this one, surely. In 1989, Van Wick auditioned for a role in Dances with Wolves. <laughs> he was unsuccessful, but the experience provided him with inspiration for his wolf persona. Oh, God, that's not true. After being oh. missing from British television for nine years, Lodis sent a journalist from London to Wolf's house in Henderson, Auckland, to persuade the actor to return to appear in a new series. According to the Loaded article, Van Wick is a regular on the Kiwi cage fighting scene and what? used to compete nationally in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu championships. Well, fair play to Wolf, yes. Fair uh, play to him. I've got a few. I've got another cracking TV show idea for him. What about this? Werewolf. Okay. <laughs> yeah, werewolf. So He's it's in New like, Zealand. It's a bit like Treasure Hunt, right? A bit wolf. like Have You Heard. <laughs> exactly, a bit like Have You Heard. Wolf, in camouflage, goes and hides himself somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Two teams have to find Wolf. Werewolf. It's 60-mile radius. They've got to track him down. Track the bastard down. The first one who finds him can shoot him with a silver bullet. <laughs> right up the arse. Excellent. <laughs> On that bombshell. Oh, he's bald now. He's got rid of that hair. What about the right shoes for you with John Fashion New? <laughs> John Fashion New takes various people with feet problems to try and find them the best comfortable shoes across Britain. Oh, he's going to have to have a part two with this, Dave. <laughs> yeah, we can't do it. We've got to keep going. He's so good. Yeah. But uh, I think we'll bring the pod to an end, Dave. Yeah, brilliant tonight, Liam. Loved That's it. all right, yeah. Thank you for listening, listeners. Uh, we do appreciate your comments and your continued loyalty. So uh, please keep it up and we will be back soon. Thank you. Good night. He's mean. He's wild. and uncontrollable. The wolf is back. It's the wolf man! Oh! Well, look at that. That is a yellow card. The next time, it will be a red one. Wolf officially cautioned. He won't like that. The referee's victory. And he's up and wrong. Oh, he was lucky. Simple as that. Lucky.